don't feed the trolls where we fight, except on a flight. <laughs> we just simply go limp and let them drag us out of there. <laughs> That's right. Today we're going to talk about the PR nightmare that United Airlines has been having the last couple weeks. Absolutely. But first, let's welcome some of our new patrons. We have many, many new patrons this week over at patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls. Welcome David Spencer, Stephen Neely, James Whiteman. James is a guy who did some videos for us. Uh, new classic crime video. He also did the corner dwellers for uh, vocal few. So James is a video director who is also a patron of this podcast. Quinton Gessner, Jesse Hooper, Gavin Westmoreland, uh, Garrett Pratt, Brittany Luchain, Luchin, uh, Robert Morrison, Sarah Hansen, Luke Bremer, Katie Slover, Chris Mapes, Travis Grenz, Joe and Aja Popja. I'm not sure how to say that last name. Uh, Matt Scottney, Brandon Renshaw, Tyson Freshour, Ben Figueredo. Figueredo? Uh, <laughs> I'm doing a bad job. <laughs> Michael Rob, John Daughtry, Ben Stegner, Jeremy Evan, Caleb Ruiz, Mike Primo, Katie Groff, Ryan Hall, Blake Bays, Mark Montez, Boily Waters, uh, Aia Lychik, <laughs> Richard Johnson, Valerie Needham, Jonathan Powers, Stephen Fudge, Dan Markham, Amber Christian, and Gavin Grimes. Welcome to the team. Thank you for supporting our podcast. We really appreciate you That's guys. A lot that is a lot. That's the most we've ever read, I think. Yeah. I mean, we've had like 30 people join up on the podcast in the last couple of weeks, and it's been amazing. Every day, it's like, bing, bing, bing. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, we got. Uh, we just posted a new Troll Talk, uh, Troll Talk 5. So that's a, an exclusive podcast just for our patrons, and they can only hear it. Um, you can get a, a, a straight RSS feed straight to your phone, or you can listen to it at patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls. You can also go to our website, trollspodcast.com, and click on donate, and that'll get you there. You know, this episode, we can talk a lot about the trolls of everything from TSA security checks to them taking your stuff to pat-downs. It seems like there's so much controversy in the airline industry. Yeah. Them breaking your guitars. Oh, yeah. We've we've been through the our, ringer. Our joke again. as a band was when we take uh, Southwest, their, their motto is, fly, uh, bags fly free. And we go, yeah, bags fly free through the air. <laughs> onto the ground <laughs> or onto a cart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're just like sitting in the plane, and they're loading it on, and they're just throwing it into there. You're like, oh, that was my bag. Oh, we've seen the guitars fly. Like on the on the tarmac when we land, we see them uh, deplane the guitars and just toss them. <laughs> on the other hand, though, it's like you and I have driven so many hours in cars and vans and such, and to get on a flight is kind of amazing. Um, and I don't think people realize how amazing it is when you've spent so much time in a car and you realize... People used to take months and months of their lives to get from one end of the country to the next. And, you know, there's so much complaining that happens on planes. Like, oh, there's not enough room. Oh, it smells weird in here.
I guess we could talk about sort of the new wave of companies sort of, I don't know, pulling ads or having bad press. Like, so this, right. So when it comes to United, I thought this would be a good episode to kind of talk about some stuff because everyone's been, you know, yakking and chatting about it on social media. But about two weeks ago, uh, two girls started this frenzy uh, when they had free passes on a United flight, okay? Hmm. And because they had passes, they were considered to be part of the staff of the airline. So there was a dress code that comes with this with uh, oh, okay with having passes. So you're kind of considered like a, you know, because airline industry, like people who are a part of other airlines, it's kind of an unspoken rule. Everyone can fly to their destination because sometimes if you're a pilot, you you know you live in Seattle, but your flight leaves from you know, Salt Lake City at you know you can hop on another airline and get to Salt Lake right. City. So they all kind of help each other out. So this is you know, and so you can't go dressed like you know. A bum, <laughs> I guess, when you're considered part of the airline staff. Right. That meant they couldn't wear these leggings because it was considered uh, sleepwear or whatever. Okay. And uh, they were cool with it, but this lady that overheard the conversation wasn't. She started tweeting it out, and then it just took off and it started a fire on the internet. So she wasn't cool with the dress code. The lady that overheard these girls getting chastised and said, you can't come on the flight because you guys have leggings. She didn't really get it, I don't think, but it was too late. She started tweeting right. about it. And then it just kind of started this, I don't know, feminist uproar of people being pissed. <laughs> a lot of people are sensitive out there. So yeah, yesterday, uh, United Airlines deplaned one of its paying passengers by dragging him from his seat and down the aisle. And so airlines routinely overbook planes and they pay people to take the next flight. You've seen that at the at the gate where they're like, we're looking for volunteers. Um, you know, yeah. because they've overbooked and, and sometimes people don't show up and sometimes it, it you know, it, it evens out. But then there's Sometimes overbookings where they're like trying to bribe you to take a different flight and they'll give you a voucher or whatever. Yeah. It happened to me on the way home the other day. Yeah. I mean, it happens a lot. So on this, I almost did it. On this flight, however, United needed four seats for employees that were hitching a ride and it offered $800 in vouchers, but no one on the plane volunteered. Everyone was like, nope, I got to get home. Instead, United selected four passengers at random. And when one passenger didn't comply, United had three men forcibly remove him. And, of course, soon after, in the age of digital media, a video of the incident went viral, giving United another round of bad press. So the guy kind of looks like Jackie Chan a little bit that gets pulled really? off the plane. And he kind of screams, and then it gets just – he just goes limp, and then his glasses are, like, falling off oh, his no. face, and he's just being dragged down the aisle. And it's it's so terrible to be laughing yeah, yeah. right now. That ruins everybody's like, flight at that point. Yeah, so, someone's bound to cave. I Chaos. mean, think about this. United is so cheap that they won't sacrifice a couple of grand. Right. And now they have now they have millions of dollars in bad press and lawsuits yeah, and yeah. yeah. And I think that's the thing I want to talk about. It's like what in the world are these companies thinking? Right. They think that 
they can just do whatever and it's not going to be recorded on a phone. Legally, contractually, they can. Sure, I, I get that. But you've seen how Cecil the Lion can just right. blow up on the internet. And next thing you know, you're gonna ha- people are spray painting your trying house. To, they're trying to shut down the zoo. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we have to learn this lesson sure. of what I'm saying? It's like United, get the point. And United PR should be like, all right, we, we did the wrong thing. Let's make it right. But despite the outrage, you know, and by a concerned passenger in the video, United's actions indicated it considered itself in the right. So United's like, no, we're right. The reason is simple. A half pound stack of paper called the contract of carriage, which they're looking at a stack of paper and going, no, we're right to do this. And maybe so, but is the PR really worth it? And I think yeah. what we're seeing here is is just a, a mingling of two ideologies where there's the legal uh, kind of like it's it's written, you sign it when you fly, whatever. And then there's this ideology that like um, kind of the oversensitivity of, of, of some folks saying that now with social media, I have the power to bring you down, regardless if it's legal or not. We can spread this yeah. outrage enough to where it really hurts your company. And so United's got to think, is it worth it? Is it worth it to just hold to the contract in these situations where people are getting, you know, screaming and getting pulled manually from planes and ruining everybody's flight, and then it's getting <laughs> tweeted all over the, you know, all over the yeah. internet? And I think they, you, there used to be a time in the world when you could do something like this. Because no one would know about, about it. this in 1975. Nobody would know about it. Yeah. So I think it's like adapt or die, right? right? You know, I've been reading so many articles about this where it's like Walmart's the only company that's taking amazon seriously and every single day you read about oh some big box chain store is closing down right why because everyone's buying stuff on the internet nobody's going into stores and buying things right. anymore so it's like if you do if, if you don't adapt to this you're dead and i guess i always just wonder in these situations where where someone goes okay look uh before you go in there and drag this guy off let me make a phone call right. first and figure out how much we can we can offer to get somebody to come off this right. flight because this is this is let's try go to go well. civilly. We just had yeah. someone. We just had a big problem with these leggings and those girls that got right. kicked off the flight. Mm, well, you know, we've I all mean, been we've all been trolled by big companies. We've all been trolled by the big contract and like you know if, if you sign up for Comcast Cable, for instance, and you get a promotion, then after six months or a year, it starts creeping up on your bill until it's way Wasn't more... Wasn't there something that went viral with Comcast like a couple years ago where like a guy recorded the customer yeah. service and it was just... Terrible? Yeah, no, you have to call them and yell at them and threaten to leave, and that's the only way that you're going to get your <laughs> decent rate again. So it's like... The, the companies, yeah, you're always tweeting about right. Comcast. They, oh, you're I hate it, man. It's and... it's it's the most predatory sales and uh, customer service department because you have to call them. You have to stay on the phone for an hour and a half, and then you have to threaten to leave before they do anything because there's really no competition. There's like DSL on the other line, uh, you know, and it's it's just. So these companies get huge and bloated and kind of get get away with whatever. And I think what we're seeing is uh, people are people are signing things that they're just not reading. I don't know if you've seen that South Park's Human Sentai Pad <laughs> episode. It's basically where people, no. uh, you know, you agree to the iTunes ter- ter- terms of service, and but nobody reads it. And in there is a clause that says like they can turn you into human centipede where they I don't know. Uh, lips to butts, uh, sew you together yeah. to power an iPad. <laughs> so iTunes is doing this to people, or Apple's doing this to people. Um, you know, in this gross, you know, exaggeration of like, maybe you should read the terms of agreement because you don't even know what you're signing. Yeah, there's a really good documentary, Terms and Conditions May Apply. Have you seen it? No. 
came out in 2013. It's all about this. You know, the average person does this dozens of times a, a right. month. They they agree to terms and conditions, and they don't right. know. They don't have legal representation or anything, and then the company basically has free reign to do whatever. And you're 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 never going to read that like the, this this whole this whole uh, contract of carriage is a half pound stack of paper. No one's going to read that. Yeah, no one does read it. So it's 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 just this problem, and that's kind of what the documentary is talking about. It's really good. You should huh. check it out. It made me go, oh man, you know. And another what good one is is hot coffee. Oh um, yeah, that one was really good too. That was like when people sued McDonald's for like burning the inside of their mouth. <laughs> but that girl, no, she burned her leg, oh. third degree burns. Third degree. I mean, what are they doing? Yeah, and 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 this is the thing: is people don't realize is that McDonald's kind of spun it in a in a negative way that everyone's suing. But there have been like 150 people that were burned by hot co- hot, hot coffee. Right. So it's like class action. So the reason their lawsuits exist, and it was just a brilliant documentary, it kind of put it into the reason she got millions of dollars isn't because she needed millions of dollars. It's because McDonald's and big companies, they won't change their predatory behaviors until it hits them in the pocketbook. Right. right? So that's why the lawsuits are so right. big. And people just were walking around, damn, she's suing her over hot coffee and said, red bullshit. <laughs> you know, and it's like, no, no, no. That's to save, that's to save you, you because when you from third degree burns. Yeah, so people don't realize. So watch Terms hmm. and Conditions May Apply. Watch Hot Coffee. Two great documentaries that really kind of sum up yeah. how predatory companies are. The, the terms and conditions do actually, you can, they can protect you in a court of law as well. And because you can, you can find little clauses that where you're like, no, I was mistreated. According to your own terms and conditions, I was mistreated, yeah. which is what happened with this guy on the plane who got pulled off, uh, apparently under Rule 25. On page 35, if you print it out, uh, this contract of carriage for United Airlines, the agreement says exactly what happens if the flight is oversold. And it says, if there are not enough volunteers, the passengers may be denied boarding involuntarily. The language reads. And so, but of course, the the Uh, deplaned man was not, the deplaned man was not denied boarding. He was already boarded. And so that's where the lawyer, his lawyer is going to come in and say, you know, you didn't have a right to pull him off the plane according to your own contract of carriage. Therefore, yeah. millions of dollars. And yeah, that's what's going to happen. You know, so, I mean, in, in some ways, getting dragged off and being, you know, being humiliated. Uh, is going to help him. Yeah, you, you missed on, one flight, yeah. dude, but you're going you're gonna to be rich. <laughs> yeah, and, and United has to figure this stuff out because it's humiliating. I don't know if you've ever been on a plane. Even when you just stand up and you're like trying to get your bag out of the over thing and you're like shirts up and your underwear's hanging out and you're like, oh, geez, and everyone's staring at you and it smells bad. <laughs> and I, I just being on a plane, it's like this vulnerable experience. You know, but, I was just on a plane um, recently and I, I was, I, you know, you, you get in the boarding line, right? And I feel like this yeah. is so classist, right? Like you can, you get to see everybody who's boarding ahead of you because they're they're treated by the airline as like yeah, a higher class yeah. right and that's what that was kind of the cool thing about southwest it's like no you just board you know you get on when you get on first in line gets whatever seat you want and that was like the cool thing of how they leveled the playing field for people because in reality yeah. like you know what are we doing we're having people line up next to each other and then you kind of like look sheepishly over at the people in first class and then you actually have to they get to board first and you have to walk by them and see their big seats and all their you know and some of them already have wine poured and you you just have to be the the meager little pilgrim and walk past them and be ashamed of yourself <laughs> and i'm like what are we trying to say here yeah but then you go in the back of the plane and you sit down and there's this old guy to your right and you're kind of looking up and you look at him and it's 
and it's Bernie Sanders. <laughs> the socialists, they, they, the socialists hate that hate that one percent. You know, they want to they want everybody to be on the same level. So, just to kind of put it in layman's terms, so in the contract, they basically spell it out where if you're not a high society UA priority you know, member business right. person Gold priority member, they can boot you off. So it's like, yeah, it's random, but no, it's it's right. people who've. Uh, Aren't gold or platinum? They're not in yeah. first class. You know, they're all in. Coach. So they said it's 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 not random. It's in accordance with UA's boarding priority. So it means if you have certain types of fair class, different from first business and coach, they have a, uh, have a complex itinerary. Uh, t- itinerary. If you have status, gold or platinum. If you've checked in early or have a frequent flyer card, you are less likely to be asked to uh, take the next flight. And even if it's just a frequent flyer card that you never use. It might save you from being asked to leave. And so they are sort of tiering the value of customers. They'll say, I will make you, even though you are equally a paying customer of this flight, because um, we've we've decided your value based on these other things. And so it is a bit, yeah. a bit of class warfare. But it's 2017, so it doesn't matter because people aren't going to fly United. Right. That's just how it, how it goes. People are like... You know what? I'm gonna go on Southwest where they crack jokes and they get it. Like you just you don't, don't think you don't think United's just gonna drop some uh, drop some flight uh, charges a little bit, flight fees, and then they get a bunch of because people are always gonna go for the cheapest flight. I find. Yeah, you know? I, I, I think that's true, but I think that you know you, you it starts to stack up. Right. And McDonald's is experiencing a lot of that. I mean, just years and years of man, McDonald's is serving. Rotten horse meat. This is just not good, right. you know. Whatever they put in their foods, and and finally, you know, they're trying to come around and say, "Oh, we're going to go grass fed in 2028." Right. And it's like it was funny. I was at Ruth's Chris, uh, you know, a few weeks back. Um, Matt Carter uh, from Bad Christian Podcast. He's been on our podcast. He decided to take um, Seth and Melanie Studley, who did the the um, Stronger Marriages podcast, and me and Christy out to dinner because um, Bridget, his wife, had got all these coupons from her work some sort of bonus for a few hundred dollars at ruth's chris steakhouse so we go there and we're sitting down i'm like oh my gosh i'm looking at these prices it's like 65 dollars for a steak and then like the bottles of wine start at like 60 bucks and i'm like oh my gosh this is gonna be so expensive and i'm reading their menu and it's like corn-fed beef and i'm like what how tone deaf are you? People don't want corn-fed beef anymore, but they want grass-fed corn beef. Fed They're like bragging beef. about their corn-fed steak, and I'm like, and then and then the whole thing is yeah. about how the 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 oven is a thousand degrees, and I'm like, or it's cooked over a thousand. I'm like, who cares how how hot it is? Like, yeah, how tone deaf are you, Ruth's Chris? <laughs> I'm declining to state we're switching providers. Can you please go to the next question? Okay. So, so what is it about a town that's making you want to change to them? I'm declining to state. Can you please go to the next question so we can cancel our service? I'm just trying to figure out here what it is about Comcast service that you're not liking, that you're not wanting to keep. I mean, why this, is it that you this, don't want to this, keep that service? This phone call is a really actually amazing representative example of why I don't want to stay with Comcast. So can you please cancel okay. our service? So, so from, from, okay, but I'm trying to help you. Okay, you you can, the way that you can help me right now, the way that you can help me is by disconnecting our service. 
That's how you can but how help is that helping you, though? Because that's what I want. That's what I want. Okay, so why is that what you want? Because that's what I want. Like, like you were saying earlier in the podcast, we were saying kind of things can go in your favor in the language. In college, we went into Sears to buy some stuff for our apartment. And we roll in, and there's this big, huge banner over this giant flat screen TV. And, and, and granted, this is like 2001. Right. When like flat screens were like rare. Right. And it was like sixth month home trial free. <laughs> and we all look at each other like, why not? It's just big, bold print, six-month home trial free. And we're like, okay, the school semester is like eight and a half months. And then, you know, everyone everyone leaves for the summer. So we're like, so we won't have a TV the last month of school. Oh, well, we'll be hanging out with people anyway. So we go, we buy this huge TV, we load it up, we put it in, and we had like the best TV. <laughs> Five months and 30 days, I kid you not, my roommate Greg packs it up in his truck, drives it back to Sears, <laughs> drops it off, and the lady's like, what's the deal? He goes, it's too big. <laughs> I'm taking it back. <laughs> and she goes, are you serious? He goes, that's what it says in the contract. I can take it back for any yeah. reason. It's too big. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we laughed. And what? A, I, I mean, I guess the idea is... People like, people are too lazy to bring it back. Yeah. So they just pay for it. We did that on the road. We, we, we went to Walmart and uh, parked the bus in Walmart. This is a Super Bowl where the Seahawks were playing the Broncos. And I was on tour with Emery at the time. Yeah. And so we pulled into Walmart and we bought one of those HD antennas. And we bought a giant flat oh, yeah. screen, brought it on, put it on the put it on the monster fridge on the bus, and then we had like one of the bunks was like the junk food bunk, and we just had a bunch of junk food, and we watched the Super Bowl in HD in the Walmart parking lot, drove to the next city, and and returned it. <laughs> Free Super Bowl experience, and that's how you can stick it yeah. to those big company trolls. They think you're too stupid that you're not going to c- come bring it back, and that's why they have that guarantee, right? They're like, oh, people are lazy; they'll just buy it, and, and you know, some people will bring it back, but half people won't, and then we'll make a bunch of money. And then you can just, yeah, you can maybe. just basically rent things on a 30 day money back guarantee. And never. <laughs> so my college roommate got married this weekend, and this is great. And he he's, he tells this story to me, and I'm just dying because I'm like, this is so something I would do. So in the beginning of of college, they've had these these flyers in this in this big box, yeah. and they gave them to all the freshmen, and they would try to recruit other people to hand out these flyers. And on there, there was this coupon at the bottom that said like at like the local Rite Aid, like free two liter bottle of, so- of soda, no purchase necessary. So he goes home with like 500 of these of these <laughs> flyers. Him and his roommates cut out all 500 of them and I ended up living in this guy's place the, the following year. They got they rolled into to <laughs> Rite Aid. They slapped down 500 coupons and they rolled out with 500 bottles of soda and they were just, you know, everywhere they went, they were just like the soda guys. <laughs> they bring soda the, to like barbecues and you know, it's like sometimes the scam, sometimes the fine print works out in your favor and Oh, um, absolutely. He was telling this story around around a table at the at at his, at the wedding and we're just all cracking up talking about college stories. Anyway, it's just funny. I just I think to myself Yeah, read the fine print and then use it to to advantage yourself, not disadvantage. 
Yeah. So I guess it I guess it goes right. both ways. Sometimes we get screwed by the companies and sometimes we end up getting, you know, right. a, a ton from the company in, in return. Sometimes we can take a flat screen TV back right. after we've used it and uh well if we did that to a mom and pop shop, we'd probably feel pretty bad. But because it's Walmart, we're like, who cares? Right. You know? If you've ever felt like you've been like wronged by a company it just seems like the, the go-to thing for any to anybody to do is go straight to social media because now you can talk you can give a poor review on your twitter feed or on your facebook page or whatever and just say don't go with these guys they screwed us over and then you see their their sort of uh, their customer service bots get back to you right away they're like hello matthew how can i help you today i would love to fix yeah. your problem and you go back and forth with them a little bit and sometimes you get something out of it but um that is the desire i think for a lot of people to go, I, I don't know what to do now. I feel like I've been wronged. They're not helping me. I go straight to social media and see if I can fix it this way by kind of putting some outrage yeah, pressure on Yeah, it's really them. weird. I've done this a couple times right. already where, like, the other day I bought one of those Bonavita, they're, like, digital water heaters that they use for, like, coffee. Okay. You can program it, like, 120 degrees, and it'll it'll do it. And it's got it's all stainless steel, and you can pour it. So I got one. It it rusted out around the the poor spout like a year into owning this and i and i tweeted at him like this sucks and they're like what's your address dm it to me and i just i dm my address and another one showed up i was like damn see that's good customer service right so they got someone just monitoring twitter to be like okay if anybody's upset we're gonna make them happy and i guess that would be the right thing for a company to do and i'm sure that company's not huge it's no united airlines or comcast or what xfinity or whatever. i know so they're, they're doing the right thing and it feels like the smaller companies do the right thing because they they need you more right where the big ones are like well we're already established we're at all the airports people can't not use us because we big, we are yeah. we are volume uh, and uh, and then they they kind of get a little bit arrogant and pull pull you off the plane. <laughs> yeah, the problem with being too big is you can't scratch your back sometimes, right. and you know you need you hurt yourself. You need to be yeah. a certain size in order to kind of maintain. And but that's the problem is is there's this idea in in American business you just get as big as possible. Right. And I don't really agree with that. I think yeah. Well, and monopolies exist. I mean, obviously, like cable the cable the cable monopoly is a real thing. I can't get. Because Comcast Xfinity owns the cable in the ground of the neighborhood, then I can't get anybody else to bring me cable. There's other cable companies, but they just don't own the cable, and Comcast refuses to license it to them for any decent price. And so, the one of the solutions that was um, that was brought up was, uh, you know, if if a, if an authoritarian regime took over and wanted to. Um, wanted to make the internet kind of more accessible to everybody and, and not have to deal with these giant monopolies uh, that can do whatever they want to your 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 monthly pricing and your monthly bill, then what they would just do is just turn over all the cable in the ground to the municipality. So it's like the water company or the utility bill, and the municipality sure. would have a regulated price point that would just give everybody cable for a regulated fee. Everybody pays the same. And at that point, it just becomes a utility, which people are saying nowadays the Internet should be a utility. It should be something that everybody has access to. And you shouldn't have to deal with this giant, um, you know, profiteering company that's just trying to use predatory practices to just screw you. Yeah, exactly. And that really hurts poor people. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't think, you know an authoritarian move to turn every all the cable all of comcast cable over to um i don't think that precedent is any better 
but I think there sh- there is a move, and in, in South Korea they do this too. Their internet's like ten times faster than us, and it's it's way way cheaper. It's like three times cheaper than ours, and uh, and we're like, why are we a first world company or a country, and we can't have that same thing? Well, it's because these big companies come in, buy up all the cable, buy up all the rights, and don't let anybody license. And it. And then they get jobs in the uh, EPA and the FDA right, 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 and they lobby and they lobby and they get they get what they want. Yeah. So what well, people are saying, Google's on Google on the rise because they're doing Google Fiber or whatever and they're they're laying a bunch of stuff sure, so sure. that'll be another giant company that you can pit against Comcast or against CenturyLink. Yeah, competition is always a good right. thing and that's what the government should be doing and the, the the frustrating thing is when they're not looking out for the consumer. And so, you know, the only thing we can do is vote with your dollars, you know, and that's sure. a big part of I think sort of not feeding the trolls. Yeah. If you don't want United Airlines to get away with what they're getting away with, then fly another airline. You can fly, you know, fly Southwest. <laughs> and tell them. Say, hey. with my dollars. Tweet at, tweet at them. And we can all change the world by voicing well, every, um, sort of our own little protest. Everybody votes with their dollars. And that's and that's a beautiful concept because like we were talking about with the vegetarian myth with Lear Keefe, it's like, what's the solution here? You, you feel this pressure to be like, do I move to an acre and try to do this grassland farm with my one, uh, you know, cow on it that's going to like fertilize the soil? And am I supposed to live off the land? And that's kind of what you've been doing a little bit, Nate. But uh, the reality is, no, you don't have to. All you have to do if you're convicted about sustainable farming is support a sustainable farmer. Say, I'm going to go in on a cow with a bunch of friends. We're going to have a deep freeze full of meat. That is a grass-fed happy cow, or I'm going to get my vegetable box from a sustainable farmer who I know how they grows, grow these things and has best practices. Yeah. And so you vote with your pocketbook, and you don't have to feel like, oh, now I have to be a farmer to do things right. No, just support those who are doing it, and it's fairly yeah, easy. you've got to find people who are, who are very intentional about their craft and doing things. And I think you have to apply a lot of the theories that John Schneck brought up in the minimalism episode is you can't have it all. Right, and if you have priorities in your life, say I want to be healthy. I want to, I, you know, I want these things to happen in my life. Well, then you have to cut some stuff out. That means you might not be able to drive a brand new car. It means right. you might not be able to live in a three thousand square foot house. But how much of those things really give you any joy, anyways? And is it worth? No, is it don't. worth developing cancer because you're eating McDonald's every day? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you and I have been through, you know, those times when we were poor and we were on the road and and we didn't have any options. But I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is there are a lot of trolls in the business world. And you and I sometimes feel like victims. Like we don't really have any chance. We don't really have any voice. We don't really have any control. It's like, no, you have so much control because you're seeing the movement of people all over the place who are like, like organic is now a big word. Why? Because of all the documentaries and all the stuff, all the information that's come out, right. and everyone's just like, oh man, maybe I don't really trust sure. uh, Monsanto. It's and- the myth It's the myth that your vote doesn't count, really. It's in the political sphere, and it's also, I mean, maybe it's even more so in the political sphere, but if... I mean, your dollars probably, your dollars probably are bigger than yeah, even a vote. Yeah, your dollar does count. They want your dollars, and if you decide, and enough people decide, like we've seen, industries have changed from using this toxic ingredients like lead in things to not having those ingredients because people say, I'm not going to buy stuff with lead. Yeah. Uh, and so over time we can change the world. We just have to vote with our pocketbook. I was thinking about this Pepsi ad. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It has to do with companies, Kendall Jenner or whatever celebrity, Kylie Jenner, maybe whatever. Uh, Ken- yeah. Kendall, Kylie, one of those <laughs> people, 
One of the Kardashians. Kierkegaard Dashian. Someone with a, with, a, with a K in their name. Um, you know, is in this, this ad, and it's kind of like this, we're the generation, and everyone's going on a protest, and then she walks out, and she's doing this, like, photo shoot. Right. And, she goes out, and the, and the police, the, you know, the, the police line is there to sort of stop the protesters, and she walks up and hands the cop yeah. a Pepsi, and that saves... Um, that basically solves all the issues between the protesters and the police. And people are saying, well, that's, wow, that's overstepping to say that a Pepsi is going to solve, you know, women's rights and racism and stuff like that. So people had a big outrage about that. But get Well, it was on both sides. It was right. on, like they, they were using serious movements to kind of sell their right. product. And then there's other people on the other side like, this is propaganda. And it was just like nobody was happy again. And it seems like that's the case. It's just like... We see more and more of these these sort of circumstances where nobody's happy on both sides of the coin. reality is everyone's talking about pepsi again and now it's this meme right so if someone's having a bad day you might kendall jenner them with a pepsi just because it's funny (laughs) it's like when's the last time anybody cared about pepsi and now everyone's talking about pepsi so i mean it's kind of the no press is bad press uh move you know i don't think it's going to hurt their sales i think people are going to be like oh this is funny i'll just buy so-and-so a pepsi because they had a bad day and leave it to guys like us to make a make a meme where Kendall Jenner is handing that poor guy on the flight a Pepsi, you know, and be like, here you go, buddy. This will make it yeah. all better. Sorry you've been violently removed in front of uh, a jury of your peers. Here's a Pepsi. I mean, I think, Matt, you and I's personalities is we we sort of hate uh, – what's, what's the words I'm looking for? We We kind of – we kind of just backlash against authority. And a lot of times companies can kind of have this authoritarian. Sure. We can view. do what we want because we're big. Yeah. yeah. We're big. You're small. You're just a drop and we're the ocean. Yeah. So it's like, to me, it's like punk rock to say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to get my own water. I'm going to get my own energy. I'm going to get my own food because right. F use system. Like you can't control me. Like I don't want to buy my crap through five food companies because to me it's, 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 it's resisting, the big authority, the big control, and that that, that forces them to change. It's not going to put them out of business. They're just going to change their, change their practices. You're just going to have to at that point. They're going to have to. And there's something beautiful about you know when you see companies kind of like, oh man, let's do it. Let's right. change. Let's let's adapt. And we've seen ones that don't adapt and they die. Well, it, sure, or they don't adapt because they're so big they get away with all this um, exploitation. And so, yeah, you, you can hold people accountable with your with your pocketbook, and we can make... It's not that companies, big companies, are inherently bad. It's that if you don't watch them, there's systemic evil. So if you if you just blindly follow whatever they're, te- whatever they're selling you in their marketing department, then you're not uh, being a conscientious consumer, and therefore you're not making that company conscientious at all. And then there's systemic evil. There's not bad, evil guys at the top going... Oh man, let's screw people over. They're saying, no, this is just the cheaper option, and people seem to not care. So all you have to do is care, and then suddenly they go, hey, our customers care about this. Let's not do the cheaper option, let's do the healthier option. And then the world's a better place. For you and for me and the
So, all y'all out there listening to this podcast, if you guys have had a funny or bad experience with the company, you can email us your story at don't email the trolls. Yes, it's don't email the trolls at gmail.com. And you can also fill out a contact form at trollspodcast.com. Click on donate. Check out that Patreon. We got some really cool stuff up there. I think you're going to like it. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that it's free. We put it out every week. We put a lot of hours and work and thought into it. We try to make it entertaining for you and give you something to chat about with your friends. We try to invite you into a dialogue that's a little bit more reasonable than some of the stuff on social media. If you find value in that at all, then uh, we would encourage you to pledge at least a dollar a month on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls. And thank you for listening. And next time you find yourself being dragged off a flight, just look at that person when you're getting dragged by the aisle and say, don't feed the trolls. Don't feed the trolls, man. And you'll be a better person for it. <laughs> all right. Until next time. Yes. Bye-bye.